and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. I believe that we can thrive in all areas of life at the same time. But where do we begin? Personally, financially, spiritually, relationally, and often because we don't know where to focus, we do nothing. At least that's the space I lived in for several years. I know what it feels like to constantly be spinning my wheels, and that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Daily Journal. After working through the Dream Life Action Planner, we need to do something every day so we actually take steps in the direction we desire. Throughout the years, I've developed success habits that have helped me to create a Dream 10 life in all areas by focusing on one area at a time. And I teach you exactly what to do each and every day in the Dream Life Daily Journal. You'll find a gratitude game every day to start the morning off right, a space for prayer, meditation, journaling, a space to write down your clear and intentional dream life goal with affirmations and visualizations connected to that goal. You'll then have a spot to write down your dream life action to-do list so you can be intentionally taking action towards your goal every single day. I know that by completing the Dream Life Daily Journal every day for at least 30 days, you can create momentum. And when you do that, my friends, you can live your dream life too. Check out the dreamlifetoolkit.com or Amazon to get your copy of the Dream Life Daily Journal today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. Ooh, baby, you guys were in for a treat today. Our next guest has been a mentor to me for over 14 years. Yes, she is the co-founder of It Works, which is a multi-million dollar direct sales company that's been changing lives since 2001 and is in over 20 countries. Now, I joined this business in 2007. Now, remember, this is before smartphones and Facebook and social media. This is the day of belly-to-belly in-person meetings where we learn skills to present ourselves and our products to others. And our guest was the one leading all of these trainings. She has been voted one of the most influential women in direct selling and has earned the nickname Queen. She is the original brand ambassador and influencer who has empowered tens of thousands of people to turn their dreams into reality at trainings and conferences around the world. Through her experience, she realized that the rich girls often started as the poor girls in many ways, and and more than just the money. Rich girls realize their self-worth and rise to their potential, get over themselves and what is holding them back, and most importantly, achieve lasting success. She's not a guru. She's good at getting you to say, aha, ha, and have that aha moment. Big Dreamcast, welcome to Pam Souter. Wow. I'm like, wow. What an introduction. (laughs) You know, I'm usually giving you an introduction like that. So it was nice to get one back. So I'm going to accept it graciously. Absolutely. That's what I teach others to do. So thank you so much, Denise. Absolutely. Well, I am just honored to have you on the line today and chat with you about your newest creation, which is your book, Rich Girl, Poor Girl, 
how to become the rich girl you were always meant to be. And as I work through your book and knowing you on a personal level, seeing you break through and and hit new heights and then helping me and our team do the exact same thing. It's been a really cool experience to be like, oh, I was there. or Oh, I know when that happened. But before we jump into the contents of the book, I want to hear a little bit about when this dream started, where you said, you know what? You love speaking. You, you create experiences where people can dig deep and rise up, but you wanted something tangible for them to take home with them. So tell me where this dream of having a book came from. Well, I, you know, I kept getting asked, uh, why don't you write a book? Please write a book. I'd love to hear more of your stories and how you got started. And so it just kind of brewed in my mind. But then, you know, those thoughts come in. I, I talk about the inner bully in the book. And that inner bully was saying, you don't have time. You can write, but you've never written a book. What are people going to think? Uh, all the all the negative things. And then finally said, all right, you know, you teach others not to listen to that. Let's let's start the process. So I hired somebody that helped me, Denise, you know, just get my thoughts together because I've I've got two and a half decades in this uh, direct selling and selling and uh, just being a female entrepreneur. And there's a lot of information there. So how do I condense it down into a, a chapter? And that's what she told me to do. Let's go chapter to chapter. So if you look back at the beginning those chapters were kind of squirrely and none of it was really coming together until like the last six months. And then I started getting very excited. COVID helped in that respect because it gave me time to think and it gave me time to really devote to the book. So it came at the end of last year, December is when we launched. And I I go back and read it too, and I'm I'm proud of it. It's it's a a piece of work that I never thought I could actually accomplish. You know, it's something totally different for me. Now I'm out promoting it, which seems weird in and of itself too, because you you don't create something that don't go tell the world. You tell the world in hopes that it will inspire them to become the rich girl. Absolutely. Well, and I think when you are getting all of these questions, I found for myself, people would be like, tell me how, what's the secret? What do you do? And and you can't answer that in a Facebook message often. It's not like a one-liner. And so we really do want to, you put all of your wisdom, your best tips and tricks that have helped you shift and what you've seen in others. And you put it in a, in a package that allows somebody to go from feeling stuck, insecure, unsure, uh, that poor girl, to feeling and experiencing a rich girl lifestyle. So tell me why you decided to use those words. Uh, you know, it's again, my best thoughts and ideas come when I simply ask the question, what should I call this book? And so I asked myself that over and over again. And I was on a four mile walk. That's what I do every other day. And it came down, rich girl, poor girl. And I thought, well, wait a minute. There's, you know, rich dad, poor dad. Everybody's read that book from generations ago. Is that a play off that? And I started questioning it as we always do. And then I said, release that, Pam. It doesn't matter. That's the title that you've gotten. And then it all, it all just made sense because I 
I, I'm talking about the poor girl mentality. I'm talking about the poor girl beliefs, the poor girl, what her dreams are and her ambitions and how she evolves into that rich girl mentality and the rich girl of her dreams. And so it just really made sense. So after I got the title, I was already a year into the book. And so I, I could go back then and look at each of those chapters in a different way. So it gave me a, a stronger perspective on how to tailor those uh, each of those tra- uh, chapters into a rich girl mentality, a poor girl mentality. So it really made sense. So those of you who are thinking the title comes first, sometimes the title is the last thing that comes. But again, that's like the money comes later, but start in the belief, start writing, start doing, start whatever, and it all comes together towards the end of whatever project you're working on. Well, I think that's exactly it. Oftentimes we think we need to know how it's going to end before we start taking action. And really you're saying you didn't even know the title. (laughs) I didn't know the title really of the chapters. They evolved. I just knew that we needed to find our why. I, I, I knew that there was an inner bully. That's what I call it. I, I knew that uh, I lived in a 10 mile radius of thoughts for a long time. And so those just all evolved through the process. And so it really was just about getting started. The other yeah, thing that you it. mentioned is you hired a coach. Now, I think, guys, this is really important because I didn't. And it, it at first <laughs> learned the yeah. hard way that every coach needs a coach. Like if you want to do something you've never done, Find someone who's done it and it will speed up your process um, tenfold. So tell me how it was finding and working with a coach and how did that help you? Well, oh my gosh, it was uh, priceless because she, every Thursday we had a conversation and she would record us. And so she would ask me questions and through the process, I would start laying out the foundation for each one of those chapters and she would coach me and pull information out of me that she thought was relevant. Sometimes we don't think something is relevant. So we don't think, oh, well, that little bit, that can't be that important. But she's like, oh my gosh, expand on that. Tell more of that story. And so I pro- this, pro- this book would have probably been more shallow, me thinking, oh, that's not important. When because we think of ourselves as shallow at times. We think, we oh, that can't be relevant to the story. That was so helpful. And then the, those chapters would come back to me and then I would rewrite them. So I, it gave me more strength, more purpose. Uh, I, I probably took it. I probably would have never done it. I might have never finished it had it not been for a coach. But I have hired a coach through different phases of my life. And I know in the beginning of my work in network marketing, uh, I didn't hire a coach for four years. And I struggled those first four years uh, terribly with a lot of mental anguish. Uh, Now, I had the skill sets. I had the how down. I could talk to you. I believed in the product. I believed in the opportunity. I, I could get belly to belly with you. But I was stuck so deep in faith and belief in could I actually do this? Could that company actually create this? 
that this coach pulled me up out of that and showed me within a few short sessions that I needed to get over myself, quit thinking that way. I actually told her, Denise, I said, I'm going to be the most positive person that you have ever talked to. And she said, okay, well, let's just rant. And I asked people like you to do that with me. And I did. And she goes, all of that was negative. You might be one of the most negative people that I've ever talked to. So again, I had to sit down. I had to listen. That was tough. That was tough to hear. But I listened and I evolved. And man, I exploded after that. It's it's looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, what am I pretending not to know? Yes. What am I, what am I sticking my head in the sand um, and ignoring and, and giving all the excuses or blame to everything else? But really, it's, it's look at yourself in the mirror and say, what do I really want? Yeah. Yes. So your book starts with uncovering the why, and then it ends with the cursed how. Can you tell me a little bit about, about why both of those are important? Oh, my gosh. Well, your story, your why, your reason for starting anything, uh, marriage, wanting to have a baby, career, uh, starting a home-based business, a weight loss journey, all begins with a why. It all begins, there's there's an underlying yearning and desire within you that is just bubbling, it's curdling, it can be very small and then it can really grow. And so when we can uncover that why, then we it propels us towards what our dreams are. If we don't, we, we just languish. We go back and forth uh, from being defeated to being encouraged. And so why, uncovering your why now, uh, also, it's going to evolve. It's going to change. My why is totally different today than it was even a year ago. So we don't, a lot of people will get somewhere with their current why, and then they get stuck for years because they don't create a new one. And so your why, first chapter, first thing, first start, first thought is those desires that are bubbling and curdling up in you, they're speaking to you. You wouldn't have them if they couldn't come true. That I've learned. So if you've got something within you, I want to be a millionaire. That was part of my why. Now, a lot of people would go, oh, I could never say that out loud. Well, say it out loud. Say it loudly. Be bold about that. What is wrong with that? Get over that thought that you cannot be a freaking millionaire because you can. You can make multiple millions. Once you make your first, your second, third, fourth, and tenth is so much easier because it is a mind thing. And then your and then the cursed house is you got your why. Now you're trying to figure out how to do it. How how do I do it? How and I spent four years in the how. How do I do this? And that costs me millions of hours and time, probably thousands of hours, millions of dollars, because I I tried, I went from meeting to meeting to meeting to book to book to book to coach to coach to coach. How, 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 how do I do this? When that is not your job, that is not your job. Now you need to learn the necessary skills. 
you know, today's world is social media. Learn social media. Learn how to banter back and forth. Learn learn the skills of sales. If you want to make millions, you, you got to be great at sales. I don't care what anyone tells you. You have to be great at it. And you be and you become great at it when you're passionate about anything that you're promoting. And so it's not a slick, dirty salesman. I'm not that. I just get pumped up and jazzed about what I'm promoting. And then the how, you know, I would go from meeting to meeting, training to training, book to book, you know, coach to coach, trying to figure that out when I realized that no one that I talked to could tell me how they actually did what they did. No one. They couldn't define it. Well, I just started. I I got here and then I went there and then that happened and that didn't work. So I stopped doing that and I went over here and did this. And so I realized the how is just start it and it will come together. Today, I would say that's God's job and I allow him to take it. It is a burden off of me. And so I'll get an idea it becomes a why, it becomes a desire. I just start. He guides me, he leads me. I listen to the intuition, the little breadcrumbs. I follow the bridges of incidents. And before you know it, I am there so freaking quickly because I'm not sitting here writing a blueprint, trying to figure, same thing with the book. If I had tried to name each chapter, we probably wouldn't have a book. If I had tried to write the beginning and then, oh, I need to have the ending. And then, you know, Denise, you've written books and then they want you to write other things after the book is already written. And you're like, oh my God, there's more to this book than I even realized. But step by step, my publisher walked me through it and I got it done. I love that. Well, it's true. I think the people, most people ask for the how, you know, they say, I don't know how, so I can't get started. Or tell me how and I'll do it. Um, and I love that it's at the end of your book because it's really less important than we all think. You're, well, you're actually, I didn't even have it in there. And then I thought, oh gosh, you know, they're going to want to know how to do this. <laughs> and, and I said, they're going to want to know. So I'm going to show them the curse at how. It, it is at the end because it's irrelevant. Right. If you don't do all the other things prior to that, letting go, working on that inner bully, I don't, I, because Denise, remember all the trainings. One year I did 18 live trainings in front of groups, no smaller than a thousand. Most were 3,000, 18 in one year. And I knew that they just got the best training ever. They were taught all they needed to be taught about products, opportunity, how the how to build through the steps to success is what we were offering, how to do every aspect of the how. But they would leave there and never start. It was like a warm bath. 90% of that room I knew would walk out of there and not get it done. And it's because They didn't uncover that deep, curdling, burning desire. It was like a warm bath and they went home and got right back into their everyday routine, which didn't include their new dream. And that's why they didn't start. And so I changed up my meetings after that. I said, I have got to dig deep into their soul and let them know that they are relevant, that they are worthy, and that they can create anything that they want in their life. And all it was was a change in language, a change in belief. 
And you know me, I'll get out in that audience and somebody will say something and I'll just jerk their head around with one or two sentences, but it gets them to think. And when I tell people to get over themselves, they usually get pissed off at me for about six months. And then they come back and say, it was the best thing you ever said to me. Absolutely. (laughs) I think that because it was repetitive, we heard this consistently, like, all right, let's get over ourselves here. Um, When we found ourselves getting into a funk or slipping into fear, we were able to use that quick one-liner to push us back in the other direction. So a couple questions about that burning desire that you talk about. Uh, and I think I, I love what you said that it's, it is bubbling up for you because it can and will be, because it's possible. It wouldn't possible. bubble up if it weren't, wouldn't have it. Yes. weren't possible. So talk to me about somebody who is in their job. They feel stuck. They don't really like where they are. And, and they kind of have these choices to make, right? Do they retrain their brain to like where they are or... <laughs> Do they do the hard, take those hard steps of listening to that bubbling that's saying, oh, I want to take a a step in a different direction? You know, when I was, uh, I graduated high school a year early. And so my mom, she said, I I don't want you out in the world. I I really didn't have any intention of going to college. I I just wanted to be out. And I don't know why. It was just, I was 17 years old. Wasn't old enough to be out. So I went to community college and a professor there really paid attention to me. And she she just took a very strong interest in me. Again, a great coach, a great professor. And encouraged me to go another year and get my associate degree. And so I did that. And she said, now, look, I really want to encourage you to go two more years and get the teaching degree that you said you always wanted from a, a small child. But I again, I wanted to be out into the workforce, to the world. So I got a job at a bank in the audit department, and I hated it, hated it. These young girls were coming in from four years of college, making twice as much as me, and I'm doing basically their job right alongside them. And so I'm in the cafeteria about three months in, and the president of the bank comes in to say hello to all the new employees. And right in the middle of his speech, he said, now, if any of you do not like what you're doing, get out now before the 401k, all the weeks add up to four or five weeks of vacation. He said, I strongly urge you to get out now. Now, that's unusual for a president of a bank to say that. Now, for some reason, I became very aware And I walked out of that cafeteria and I looked around and I saw 20-year-old employees, 20-year employees, 30-year employees, and the way they looked, and it was unhappiness, slumped shoulders, nothing exciting about what they were doing. And I quit that day. And I came home. I was living in an apartment. I came home to my parents and I said, I want to go to school two more years. And I ended up doing that. And so for me... When I think about what drives us, when something comes up within us, that that burning desire, and we have it, and it is there in the forefront of our brain, that is God saying, this is here for you. This is here, or we wouldn't have it. You know, this is here for you. When I first got into network marketing, it was, you can make millions, not just a thousand dollars a month to get by, but there are million dollar possibilities here. 
I, I mean, that went deep into my core and I, I woke up early in that feeling of making millions. And if, I don't know why, but I just felt like it was possible for me. And it became such a strong desire that I got up every day in that, every day in that, every day. Now, it took me 10 years for that to happen because I had a lot of limiting beliefs that I had to overcome. And I had to get coached through and I had to understand. But wow, once that first million hit, it was just a ticket to ride after that. (laughs) Well, you've said a few things I want to highlight. Number one is you looked around at the people who were doing the job you were doing, but maybe, of course, 20, 30 years down the line. And they looked miserable. 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 And I think when I got my first job, I I had to decide, all right, do I want to stay here even though I don't really like it because it's comfortable? Or do I make a change now and find something that really satisfies my soul? And so many times people stay where they are just because they understand it, because they understand the paperwork, because they um, feel like, well, this I'm little I'm comfortable here in this little peg, um, but their soul is slowly dialing, dying. And so you made the choice to listen to your spirit quickly mm-hmm. and to say, no, I, I don't want to stay here uh, if it means that my soul will slowly die or quickly die. Who knows? <laughs> it, it would, I think it would have it was already dying. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just go through the motion. So you you asked me what should someone do. I, I the the word awareness. I want you to look at that word. Um, there are great books about awareness. I talk about it a lot in mine, and just becoming aware of what your thoughts are, what your dreams are, your ambitions, and look to see if that is what what you're living in right now. Is this possible where I'm at? Because once you make that decision that, hey, this isn't what I want. Now, here's the trick. And and this is if you get this right, you're going to soar. And that is, then you become very happy in what you're doing because there is more for you. So you, you, you may have to still go to that job because you have responsibilities, you have children, you have a spouse, you have mortgage, you have a car. And so you may still have to sit in that place for a while while you work your, your side business, your, your, your plan B until it can become a plan A. So what do you do in the interim? You become giddy in that job. You decide that this job is going to get you to where you want to go. So you show up differently in that job and you go, well, wait a minute, I hate the job. Well, find out, find something you love. Find, you know, just go all in it. And people around you almost immediately will go, what's wrong with her? Where, where did she get it? Is she getting a raise? Or did somebody say something to her? And guess what will happen? You'll get a raise. You'll get a promotion. You'll make more money. Your plan B will start to explode and start to take off because you're living from a place of joy, a place of expectancy, a place of love, even though that's not where you're staying. And I'm telling you, when you put your resignation in, they're going to go, oh, no, you can't leave. You can't leave. I want you here. I want you here. So that's how you do it. Oh, okay. So um, I wrote down here. All right. You want to make a change. Do you either mindset shift, like grit it out. I'm going to change the way I view my job. I'm going to stick it out. Or 
do I make a step to make a change? And what I hear you saying is both. You do both. You you're, do both. You're making the change. The change, all right, so you start because you're coming, when you come from a place of knowing and happiness, then the plan B will also show up at the same time. Then, because here you are living in awareness, you're starting to look around. What is the plan B? And and for me, I knew nothing about direct sales. I didn't even know it existed until I came like a turtle coming out of its shell, looking around and going, what is there for me? What is, so I told God, the universe, whatever you want to say, I'm open. I'm open to receiving ideas. I'm open to looking at all options. And suddenly it's like uh, the clouds opened up and here they start coming. And within weeks, I got a phone call out of the blue from a gentleman that offered me an opportunity to look at. At first, I refused three three separate times. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute, this is what you're asking for. And then I, I became open and that's where it all started. Seems like asking is a is is a big part of taking that next step of growth. You asked, what should my book be called? You asked, yes. all right, I'm open for um for the next step in a business. Or I mean, who knows what it would be at that point? Uh, you didn't even know this was a business. So, you know, there could have been a lot of answers, but you at least you asked and then you trusted that God would bring that next step to you. I always encourage people to ask a bigger question. You know, at, at first I asked for $1,000 a month. And after I got over myself and started working, that came within four months. And then my sponsor called and said, well, you were doubling and tripling before this. Why is your check the same? I said, well, that's what I asked for. He goes, well, why don't you double that? And I actually said within nanoseconds, do you think I can? He goes, you've already done that. I went, Wow. I immediately said, okay, I want to double this. And that's the same as asking. And then I said, hey, I want to double this again. And I did it again. The month after month, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And then, of course, our brain starts to question. And that's when you it sets in and says, wait, that's enough. Don't get greedy. This might get too complicated. What if you can't handle it? And so I got stuck. And then I had to work. That's when the work sets in because you're going to get stuck. And that's when the work sets in. And then you start to work on yourself again. You're building your money mindset. And that there's a chapter in the book on this. And I got stuck multiple times in a dollar amount. The work I was doing was the same. How does the universe know to keep you stuck? I don't know. I wasn't asking for more. It just gives you exactly ask and you shall receive. So you ask and you shall receive. There's nothing in the middle of that. See, I I wasn't doing anything more to double. I was living in the double. I was living in that. Oh, that's possible. Oh, he said it was possible. Okay, I'm going to do that. More people showed up. More people showed up. I'm still doing the same thing. We do two things in our industry. We gather customers and sponsor people. That's it. That's it. So if you're stuck and it can be a career, then you're telling yourself, this is this is what I'm worth. This is what I'm worth. The top people in the industry, this is what they make. Well, why don't you burst through that? Just like we were selling a home and they said, well, here, a home's never sold for this. I said, well, we'll bust that ceiling then because this is what I'm asking. And that house was sold in one day at that asking price. Yes. So it works 
selling houses, selling cars, everything. I love it. And so if you feel stuck, that could be a great way to break through yourself is to ask, ask, start asking questions. What do I want my life to look like? One of your chapters, chapter five is building your dream day. What do I want my dream day to look like? What do I want if I were to rate my marriage a 10? What would that really look like? Start asking yourself some of these questions so then you can be open to the answers. Yes. Creating your day to me was the most profound thing I've ever done. And can I it tell is, you, I remember you telling us your day and I was like, I want that day. That sounds I like a great day. day. It expanded our mind to think it doesn't have to be all hard work, grit and determination, all these things that really we can have it all. There was, I just had a conversation the other day and there was a group of women that were talking about another woman distributor who seems to do very little but her check is always increasing. I said, oh, I love her. She is creating at the finest, at the, it's, you're, you're like, you should be like, wow, I, I, I want to be that. I want to be her. See, I decided to work less and make more. Huge decision. I decided to not grind or hustle. I decided to have a beautiful day because here's what I was understanding. Pam, if you keep up this mentality and this grind, you're not going to have a family. You're not going to have a husband and your children are not going to know you. We've all been through this. And and it's horrifying to think that we think that that's how we have to get somewhere. But that's been ingrained in us since we were small. You got to work hard. It's, it's going to practically kill you to get to where you want. And I decided, uh-uh, I am going to ask and I am going to receive and I'm not going to worry about the how. So when I started, when I mapped out my day, because I knew that day would lead to weeks, then to months and then to years. And I live in that day. And that day evolves. Once the children left, then I could devote more time to my work. And I did. I said, I can expand my hours now, but I still had my coffee. I still had my prayer time. I still had my inspiration time. I still had my workout time. Don't mess with my workout. You know, I, and when I told my team this, that these are my hours, because when I'm off, this is what I'm doing. They all, like you said, I want that life. Now, there are seasons where we really have to step in and expand our work hours. But that doesn't mean we have to give up the loves of our life and we have to give up our workouts and our self-care. We just expand those hours and look at how we can manipulate time. And some of those manipulations are hire a housekeeper, find somebody that can take that off your shoulders. It can be bring a nanny in part-time. And so that's how we expand our hours. And that's what I did. First thing I did was hire somebody to clean the toilets. I said, I never want to clean another toilet. I have nine toilets now. Can you imagine I'd be in there every day cleaning these toilets? <laughs> so that's how you do it. Manipulate time, get what you want, live in a full on day every single day. And I'm not joking. You come follow me around. You want my day. We do. We yeah. do. You want it. Yeah. Well, and it starts with that clarity of, of really, what do I want? Because you could stay in the same job for 20, 30 years, hunched over, grouchy, complaining on your lunch break, no time for anything. I mean, that could be someone's life, right? That's a lot of people's life. Well, uh, my professor at college, the, he was just brilliant. 
He said, I don't go into the teacher lounge. And I said, what? He's telling the whole students. He said, that's the most negative place in the school. He said, and if you do choose to go in there, do not talk about your students in a negative way because your student may be in, that student may be in your class and cannot stand the subject matter, but he may go to someone else's class and that's his subject matter. So if you're dogging him, she hears that, she or he, teacher, hears that, they're going to immediately categorize that child as uncooperative, doesn't listen, blah, blah, blah. Man, I've carried that with me my entire life. It's called judgment, and it is the worst place to live in. Mm -hmm. Amen. Gossip never helps anyone. No. Or you can make the decision to say, all right, you know what? I want to be a rich girl in all areas of my life. And you get Rich Girl, Poor Girl by Pam Souter from Amazon. You uncover your why and you learn the skill set, the mindset shifts that you get to make every single day. And what I love about what the, the exercises you have, the questions that you ask in here is that it truly is a choice. Um, again, we often, especially if we're having a bad day, uh, wait for something external to change before we feel better. And I know that this book gave me a kick in the butt after being on quarantine and gaining 15 pounds and homeschooling my kids and putting my dreams on the back burner. Um, you, This book woke me back up to say, no, 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 no. We don't get to blame life for us putting our dreams on the back burner. We get to decide and make that choice every single day to live a life that we love. So Pam, you have a workbook coming out too that's gonna help with people who are taking this and really wanna continue to go deeper. Tell us about that. Well, it's a book that I put together so that you can look at yourself in, in a in a very uh, unbiased, non-judgmental way and so that you can become aware. Really, it's it's a workbook of awareness. And so it takes you through multiple exercises just so that you know what you're thinking, because whatever you're thinking, you're getting. And most people don't understand that. You know, I've actually had conversations with the people and said, uh, well, what are you saying to yourself? And they're not even aware they're talking to themselves. Now, that's a little scary. And so this book gets you to understand that you've got, because you of where you're at, you've got a lot of poor girl thoughts. And we want to transfer those thoughts into rich girl thoughts. So there's affirmations in there. There are techniques that you can use. Uh, you can draw this out so we can get the, the colored pencils and the crayons out. When, because when we write, like Denise, you have a beautiful journal. When we write things down, it's important. There's a connection between the writing and the brain. Uh, we think we can do this mentally. It's, it's, it doesn't work. It's never worked for me. I have journals all around me full. When I died, people would go, she is the strangest person in the world because there are some great. Now I'm writing a journal. Uh, the rich girl journal that you gave me mm -hmm. it are a new uh, every, every, not every day, but almost every day letters to God. So I'm writing thank you, gratitude first, and then I get into, wow, thank you for this. Thank you for that. And those things are not here materially yet, but they're on their way. Mm, I yeah. love that. And that's the thing, you guys, is the skills that you learn in this book are things that can transfer to all aspects of your life. It absolutely impacts your business. When you not just think about it and read it, but you actually put pen to paper, you do it, you speak it you really shift your body on a cellular level 
and start and you will start seeing change in your business. But you all you can do this with your family, you can do this with your health, you can do this with your home and debt and all these financial situations like all areas of life. The skills that you learn in this book will help transform you from that poor girl to the rich girl. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I truly appreciate the 14 years that we've been together. You've mentored me a lot. You're always open, always open to receive. And uh, if everyone could be like that, you could be a black diamond. You could be any kind of diamond you want in, in any area of your life. So thank you for today. I really, truly appreciate the conversation. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, Pam. Go to her social media, check it out. Rich Girl, Poor Girl on Amazon. And then you can also go to richgirl.com for more information and all the details for how to get the workbook will be launched soon. I know that's not quite available yet and people are probably going to be waiting for that too. So stay tuned to all of her social and, um, and you'll get be first to know when that is launched. So thank you, Pam, for saying yes to your dreams because you have certainly paved the way for a lot of us to say yes to ours. Oh, so sweet. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.